was trying to cold open the pod and then oh, you fucked no. it. <laughs> I fucked Hi it. everybody, welcome to Radio Vision. <laughs> episode 12. Zach, 12 episodes. Does it feel like 12 episodes to you? I think it feels like way more. <laughs> I thought so too. I saw yeah. that number when I was typing it in. I was like, I thought we've done like 40 of these motherfuckers. But... Easy, easy 40. Like, yeah, 12, th- is, 12 is shocking. I think probably because of the volume of like pure numbers of episodes that we do per installment of Radio Vision, it seems like a lot longer, but I don't know. Hey guys, I'm, I'm John Swansong Parker at Najathan Parker. How's it going? That's uh, Zachary. Uh, Zachary the perchance to dream Rotello the fourth how's it going bud that's the stuff dreams are made of it's the stuff dreams are made of it's going great man thank you so much for hosting back in the saddle it's great to be here i'm glad to glad to be back in the action talking some b-man it's a good time to be a batman fan we are mere two weeks away from the flash which is essentially a stealth batman movie that we are you and I, at least, are anticipating seeing the return of our Lord and Savior, Michael Keaton, to the silver screen as Bruce Wayne, as well as a uh, shout out to uh, <laughs> the other dastardly debonair man in our life, Ben Affleck, as Bruce Wayne. And then there's that other guy, Ezra Miller, that we won't talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, we're recording this on, on June 1st. Happy Pride to you, my friend. Happy Pride, uh, yeah. Yeah, and big shout out to all of you that are listeners that are um, supporting uh this this important month in our country and around the world hell yeah yeah i'm sure uh you know i mean maybe we'll find time to like talk about you know some sort of some sort of segment or something like that for like this month i mean we got a lot of movies to talk about but yeah cool there's always cool pride comics too that the publishers put out that i'll probably bring up on a new stock sometime because i usually pick those up which are always really cool um tend to be written and drawn by entirely lgbtq creative teams which is always really cool so Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I we think we can't not talk about comic books, but we just got to talk about stuff that's important to the world exactly. in our own way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that this would be better served for the news episode, but I saw that DC had like T- DC like posted like Pride illustration or whatever today and I was like that's cool. That's fucking cool yeah. art. Yeah, so. I got the the DC Pride 2022 last year was um or maybe it was 2021, 2 years ago, cover illustrated by Jim Lee. That thing is whew, it's so sick. So Hell yeah, Very brother. cool stuff. But um, welcome back to Radio Vision. This is Radiovania spinoff pod where we review television shows and we are working our way through Batman the Animated Series. Again, this is our 12th installment. We usually do about three episodes of Batman the Animated Series per episode. If you like the show, check us out at Radiovania.com. You can search for Radiovania on YouTube to find all of our videos that we put up. Uh, if you have any questions uh, about this show specifically, please email us at radiovisionshow at gmail.com. Tell us what you thought about the first couple installments of volume two uh and uh radiovania show on instagram and radiovania on twitter yeah Zach, yeah. we got three episodes tonight uh you watched you crammed last minute how you feeling so i watched them last night and then today when i was doing some chores around the house when i got home from work burp sorry i watched them again so i've actually watched them twice um, mm, so AKA he was not paying attention the first time. <laughs> uh, no, for your information, I was drunk. <laughs> it's 
same difference. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? I was, I was like, I should probably rewatch these. I commend you for committing to rewatching them because honestly, I would have just expected you to just been like, yeah, I was drunk. Uh, you're going to have to just tell me what happened. <laughs> on this pod? On this pod. Yeah. I come prepared, baby. You have a great deal of respect for me, and I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate do. you. Uh, and I appreciate the listeners. And listeners, if you haven't watched these week's episodes yet, we are watching and talking about Eternal Youth, Perchance to Dream, and The Cape and Cowl Conspiracy. This is the first three episodes of Volume 2, still considered Season 1 of the television show. But in terms of the DVD releases, we've officially reached the blue box, as I would remember it, on my shelf as a middle school age boy watching these DVDs on repeat. Um, volume two's got some real bangers. I'm excited to continue to dive into this. We got a good Robin episode coming up, which I think has been few and far between, um, as well as, you know, classics like the laughing fish and, and other stuff oh, like that. So, and yeah. then after we finish this volume, uh, we get to do a little movie called mask of the phantasm. So that's pretty so, exciting. So this is where immediately when, uh, are you done with the plugs and everything like that? Did I, uh, we're good. No one, you're not interrupting at all. So, um, I, I've been Googling every time I need to watch the episodes that we're supposed to be doing on this pod. I'll go Batman, the animated series chronological order. And then I click the first thing that came up yeah. the, after these episodes on the website that I've been using, it says mask of the phantasm right after oh, this, like right after this week. Yeah. Like I think like based on release date, this would, or something like that. I don't, I, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know you, the Batman expert have any insight as to, yeah why that would be taking place next on the list. I mean, probably just in terms of like, like when it aired and versus when it came out. But I mean, in terms of story, whether we watch it next week or whether we watch it at the end of volume two, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you remember at the end of mask of the phantasm, they like fake the Joker dying. So yeah, it doesn't really matter when we watch it. I'm hundred percent down. If you want to do that next, I don't give a fuck. Cause I would take any excuse to watch that movie. So, but I yeah, thought I, I, mean, I think thematically for a pod, it'd be fun to get to through two volumes, and then and use then that do as the a, movie our midway point before we do volume three and four. Sure. Well, actually, so I made an outline um, on my phone. So it'd be volume okay. one, volume two, Phantasm, volume three, Sub Zero, volume four, Batman Superman movie, and then we're done. It sounds like a hell of a plan, my friend. Unless you also want to rope in the two episodes of Batman Beyond the premiere as like a send off into the future. Um, hmm. But we can we can cross that bridge when we get there in 2027. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Jeez. Yeah, we got some Jeepers creepers. Yeah, I was going to say, too, um, yeah, been a bit of a hiatus. We're going to try and get back onto a regular rotation, but we've had a bunch of has may not been just a shit show in terms Dude, of stuff. It's only going to get worse, man. It's June only going to get worse. Busiest, June is the busiest nerd month I think I've seen in years. Like years. Three high profile geek movies, all from different genres that we like. Marvel, DC, Lucasfilm. Plus a bunch of television thrown in there. Fucking forget about it. Television Transformers, if that's your thing, technically comes out this month. You know, if that's your thing, I guess. Video games too. Tears of the Kingdom is still raging across the world. Jedi yep. Survivors still going. Uh, for super ultra nerds, Diablo came out. To, uh, comes out tomorrow, and so does the new Final Fantasy. So it's like, whoa, 
Um, oh, and new Street Fighter. If you like fighting games, so it's literally, it's just everything. At the nerd, the, the nerd hole is they just like parted the Red Seas and they just opened it all up. <laughs> exactly. Um, how you been liking Zelda, by the way? And maybe we should save that for the other pod. Never mind. Hold on. <laughs> Time out. Short answer. It's great. <laughs> all right. Cool. Back. Okay, back to so, the show. <laughs> Yeah, the cut, we'll cut back to the radio, regular episode of your regu- regularly scheduled programming. Um, I guess it's not. I don't think it's a spoiler to say you you have to get the master sword back. At one. Oh. At, Damn. Yeah. Why does he keep losing that thing? I don't know, <laughs> dude. He, he's like, this weapon is your life. I, I keep yeah, thinking that every thing. time. Like, it's just, I try, master. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I reached. I'm thirty. I'm think I'm thirty nine or forty hours into the game. And okay. I just got the Master Sword a couple days ago, and it was so beautiful, I cried. That's amazing. I'm happy for you, buddy. You're just living your best life, honestly. I'm oh, great. Just, I've never been more proud to be your friend, you know? And I do not mean that sarcastically. <laughs> that makes me happy to hear. I'm, 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 I'm happy to hear that. Now, let's talk about some Poison Ivy. <laughs> yeah. Unless you got anything else you want to talk about. Nope. The only I was gonna just cap that off by saying happy uh, one month anniversary. Also, the last episode we did of of Radio Vision was uh, May fifth, twenty twenty three. So literally one minute. month later. <laughs> <It's been a while. laughs> yeah. Hopefully, you yeah. all had enough time out there to watch these episodes. You had a whole we month. We had a big we had a big Fast and Furious hiatus um, between the last episode of Radio Vision and now. So, you know, whatever. We're back. If you're waiting. You, you're used to it by now. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it's worth the wait. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's not, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like building something up. You know, it feels mm-hmm. better when you build it up and then you let it all go. <laughs> I need a soundboard so bad. <laughs> just, I'm imagining it's I like. I just need a button that's just a recording of me saying canceled. <laughs> canceled, 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 canceled. <laughs> I don't know why, for whatever reason, while I was saying that, I envisioned myself as as Arthur Fleck in the bar where he's like trying to tell stand up, and he's like, "Guess what, mom? No one's laughing now." <laughs> yeah. All right, Batman the Animated Series, uh, Eternal Youth, written by Beth Bornstein and directed by Kevin Altieri. Zach, title card watch, Eternal Youth. That's a creepy old tree, you know. One of my favorite title cards of the entire show so far. Um, yeah, given what you find, come to find out for um, what this is implying, it's actually pretty cool, I think. Yeah, it's also and, color color scheme wise, it's pretty dope. Yes, and beyond the the meta the meta aspect of it, like the the tree and the, and and like what this title symbolizes or whatever. Just in general, I saw this title card and I'm I'm sitting on the, my porch at midnight watching this episode and this title card comes up and i was like that looks like an in an album cover for an indie rock band that i would absolutely fuck with (laughs) we are eternal youth yeah one two three four like i want to know if there's a version of this title card that doesn't have the i love the text but if the the version of the title card that doesn't have the text i might set that as my foam wallpaper hell yeah you should especially during like halloween or something yeah uh, it would be cool to buy an animation cell from Batman the Animated Series. That's a lifelong bucket list item of mine. But imagine that. I don't know if this time. exists out there, but imagine like a hardbound art book where it's just all the title cards or whatever. Like, and uh, what was that? Um, 
Oh shit, that Instagram account you made me follow, Scooby Scenes or whatever. Scooby Scooby Scapes. Yes, dude. All that fu- and Looney Tunes backdrops or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Oh, mm. So they don't make they don't make that shit like that. They don't make they it like do, that. <laughs> they do not make it like they used to. No way. You see El- you see the elemental praise? It's not out there. So Dude, that that's that <laughs> save that for the regular pod. That I'm I will, so I will. Pixar's fucked. Pixar's up. All right. Quick two minute summary for this episode. Uh, bear with me. There's a lot of typos in here and I can't change them. So <clears throat> a woman is running away from a mansion. She's being pursued by poison ivy. Ivy catches up to her and sprays her with gas from being part of a company who <laughs> leveled a rainforest. The woman stiffens into a statuesque shape. Cut to Bruce Wayne receiving a tape in the mail from Eternal Youth, a health spa. Just then, Alfred's overly active girlfriend arrives as they're watching the tape and they watch it together. The tape explains that the weekend. Uh, resort spa will reverse the aging process. Bruce gives the invite to Maggie, which is Alfred's girlfriend, and Alfred to attend in his stead. Ivy pretends to be Dr. Demeter, the host of the retreat, and provides all the guests with an enzyme that is in every food, drink, and living part of the facility. Uh, Alfred and Maggie begin to drink these in their water. Back in Gotham, Gordon and Batman pour over several missing person cases, all industrialists. Batman investigates one of their houses and finds the Eternal Youth Spot tape there as well, the same one that he received. Batman returns from patrol, and Alfred has set up houseplants all over the Batcave. Alfred then passes out after downing a glass of the Demetrite water. Maggie shows up when Alfred awakes a few days later and begs him to go back to the spot with her. Batman deduces that the Demetrite is a chloroform-based enzyme that can impact human cells. When combining the enzyme with human plasma, Batman notices that a plant immediately takes root out of the vial. At the spa, Alfred and Maggie are sprayed with the gas and hardened into a statue-like plant, and Batman arrives to find Ivy and her cronies waiting for him. Ivy explains that she has been turning all of Gotham's industrialists into trees. We see this giant like statue garden where all these high-profile industrialists are like wooden statues which is pretty creepy uh the lady super soaked batman uh, who coated his cape in this antidote that repels the gas and batman throws a vial of enzyme on the ground and a monstrous tree sprouts out leveling the facility all the people are returned to normal and bruce brings alfred a tree as it get well present in the hospital zach eternal youth pretty fun episode i think to revisit I kind of in, forgot that this was the next Poison Ivy one that we would get, but I'm glad we I'm glad we're coming back to it. The last one we had with her, I think, was pretty poison, which was way back at the beginning. Yeah, a long time ago. Um, in in other news, this episode is sponsored by uh, our friends at uh, at uh, For Hims. If you struggle with erectile dysfunction, <laughs> use code Radiovania to get fifty percent off of your first subscription or whatever. Um. Yeah, no, fun episode, very fun episode. It's it's cool. It's interesting to give Alfred kind of the spotlight and also his yeah. girlfriend who just kind of shows up out of nowhere. He's I don't, Never I don't know. Never comes back. Is, nope. I don't know if this is canon in any respect. I mean, Alfred it's ever canon had a, in, a woman. in this, but Alfred's Alfred's more of like a player. You know, you seen Jeremy Irons? That dude's a hunk. He's just out there. He's like if <laughs> if Bruce is doing the if Bruce is doing the dentist system. Alfred's doing the Mac system where he moves in after completion. You know what I mean? Alfred's there making <laughs> breakfast for all these ladies and just, just getting their, getting their phone numbers. Real quick, mm-hmm. you envision this Alfred as Jeremy Irons. That's what you see when you see this Alfred. Because I'm thinking this Alfred's no. like your grandfather. <laughs> this Alfred is is like what I think of when I think of Alfred. 
personally. Um, not Jeremy Irons. That was that was more of just a a direct comment on how Zack Snyder made every DC character just hotter. For oh no yeah, reason. everyone's hot. Yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. hot. Everyone's a smoke show, even fucking Steppenwolf. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's just funny to me. Like, yeah, I, I, having Alfred be the focal point of the episode is is interesting. The episode's really entertaining. I mean, Poison Ivy's always entertaining. Um, I think that. It's just it's just interesting. It take like taking the spotlight away from Batman for a while. Like there's multiple five minute there's like a five minute, five to eight minute chunk where they're just kind of chilling at a resort spa. And I'm like, I'm like, what is this? And then and then yeah. it starts getting into stuff and I'm like, oh okay. This is well that's cool. the thing, is like, yeah, there's this big like cold not cold open, um, exposition scene where like she's explaining the enzyme and it's all these people hanging out at the spa and they're doing like um like mud baths and shit and like he's talking to bruce on the phone but when you're back in gotham and you're like you start to put together that it's like hey there's a bunch of missing people and they all happen to be ceos of said industrialist company that has been cutting corners environmentally plus i didn't bring this up in the plot there's that backdrop of bruce wayne at, at the beginning of the episode is like on the phone with i'm assuming is lucius or somebody else at wayne enterprises being like, I'm not going to take part in a deal that levels a rainforest. I need you to rewrite the deal. And essentially mm -hmm. being like, you know, of course, he'd be the one good industrialist in Gotham, you know. But uh, right. And that's why he got sent the tape, though, is because of Wynn Enterprises also taking part in these um, uh, environmental disasters, if you will. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it, over, overall, though, it's it's fun uh, in terms of like a very campy mystery like it's really not hard to figure out once you see i mean you see poison ivy at the beginning but like once she pours a green drink you're like yeah they're fucked <laughs> you know what i mean like not even close yeah well it's like a it's like a naturalistic health resort or whatever it's like come on batman like, you're gonna send like alfred darkness retreat yeah yeah you're gonna send alfred to the darkness retreat with aaron Rodgers. it's like why not you'd be like mm, maybe i shouldn't send the butler maybe Maybe, maybe not a great idea for me to go ahead and just send Alfred to his doom. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. That's a good way to put it. It's a campy, fun episode, but it's not like an it, it, Considering that Poison Ivy is one of my favorite Batman villains, I think that it's it's not an episode with a yeah. lot of substance, um, right. which is not bad. It's just not what it's not my it's not one of my favorites. I'll say that. Um, I think that some of the stuff is goofy. It totally doesn't match the title card. I think the title card makes it seem like it's gonna be a way more like ominous sort of episode, like but it ends horror. up just yeah. It ends up kind of just being like. It reminded me of Spider-Man: Far From Home, where it's just like the kids fucking around in Europe, and I'm like, that's kind of yeah. what I'm getting the vibe. It's like, oh, what if we did a side episode where Alfred gets laid? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, I appreciate. What do you think about Maggie? She's fine. She's very surface level. I feel like there's really not much to say about her. You know? I don't like that she calls him Alfie. Yeah. I have problems with people calling Alfred pet names. I think it's weird because he's already a butler, you know? Like in Batman Forever, uh, Chris O'Donnell keeps calling him Al. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, 35-year-old <laughs> Robin. Well, anytime I see Chris O'Donnell, I want to say shut the fuck up, no matter right, what no, he's seriously. saying at the same time. Why don't, but... you go, why don't you go do your laundry with your feet again, you fucking weirdo? Is that the one where um, he's dying of, like, butler cancer or whatever? No, that's Batman and Robin. <laughs> butler cancer. <laughs> yeah, that's Batman and Robin, because Batgirl is his granddaughter instead of being Gordon's daughter, which is a really weird retcon. But. Yeah. 
Yeah. Shout so, out to Michael Goff, though. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. Joel nope. Schumacher. R.I.P. We got words though in the afterlife. We got words, yeah. <laughs> so no, no comics. Have you? Can you think of a comic series that you've read where it's like either Maggie is brought back or like Alfred has like any sort of romantic partner? Because I've never. Yeah, in the in comics that I've read, it's usually like Leslie Tompkins is his romantic partner. But okay. Is she no. featured in the hit show Pennyworth? I don't know. On CW? Pennyworth. I don't. No, I don't know. Did you watch the side note? Did I know Leslie Tompkins is a, is a key character of um, Gotham. She's Gotham. played by Marina Macron. So that's pretty cool. No, I did not watch the Flash finale. I gave up on Flash after season four. Couldn't take it anymore. I was like, There's more than on. four seasons? Dude, this is like season nine. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I gave up about six years ago. <laughs> I'm impressed you made it that long, man. I, I don't know if I can. I can't handle CW shows. Season three, I was starting to be like, all right. And then season four was just rough. <laughs> rough. Um, I did watch in season five, though. I did watch the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, which was cool. Um, but that's about it. So, yeah, I don't know. Man. Hey, shout out to that team, though. Good job. I'm, I'm glad you guys got like a decade's worth of paychecks. And like, I love Grant Gustin and. You know, even though I everybody don't vibe, loves Gus, even though I don't vibe with those shows after a certain period of time, but yeah, you still think he's showing up in Flash? Yeah. If I think they so. were just if they were just filming the finale, I think it was very easy for a Warner Brothers B team to pop up there and film some type of like multiversal cameo. You know, it'll be like him and Melissa Benoist or something like that talking to talking to Ezra and uh, Sasha. Shasta Kale, you know, this so, Flash and Supergirl of another universe. So, do you think when Barry ends up in the uh, the Keaton verse that his butler is gonna be that one old guy that's definitely Michael dead? Goff. He's yeah. dead. Yeah. It, I I don't think Alfred will be alive in the timeline, uh, but I think okay. we'll see pictures of him. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, man, the only cameo that I want from that universe, besides obviously Keaton being there, which we know, Michelle is Pfeiffer. I want Michelle Pfeiffer in that so bad because we never got the third Keaton installment and there's such a cliffhanger where she's clearly alive at the end of Batman returns and they're perfect for each other. And there's those two have chemistry that crackles. Are and they I just want perfect for each other? Exactly. I just want them to <laughs> fuck on screen. <laughs> Full penetration. James Gun James Gunn's out there on, on the on the Hollywood strip. He's like, The Flash is one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen. There's a full on ten minute penetration sequence <laughs> with Keaton. When you were here before, couldn't look you in the eye. <laughs> Just like an angel. Yeah. Um, I feel like Keaton would demand that a way sexier song is playing in in uh, that sort of scene. Dude looks like a lady or something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking like partition. Kiss by a rose on the brain. Kiss just by a rose. Back. There you go. Yeah. Kiss by a rose. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on this? I mean, favorite animation cell. Mine personally is the um, the scene of him holding his cape up getting sprayed with the pesticide and he's just like i soaked my cape in antidotes <laughs> just like <laughs> hell yeah you did kevin conroy nice shit um 
Eternal youth. Um, to, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, like not one specific moment shot out at me. Maybe like there's some pretty cool like looking. I'm going to copy. Yeah, this. Here you go. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. That. You see that? Looks like something out of Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, that shit is pretty creepy. <laughs> Away. Yeah. yeah, I tell you what, if I end up ever looking like that, you just you just end it all for me, buddy. Just mm. light a match, toss it on me. <laughs> Burn me up. I'm a tree man. I'm a tr- I'm a tree guy. <laughs> That's my character. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, time to partake in the oldest and noblest of Radio Vision traditions, which is to rank this bad boy in our mm. ongoing Batman the Animated Series rankings. Um, we have decided as of last week with the end of volume one that we're not going to read the whole list anymore, right? We're simply going to decide if we think it's better than on leather wings and then <laughs> read those rankings and go from there. So Zach, do you think this is better than on leather wings? Cause I say no. Yeah. I also say no. Um, yeah. So we have 20, there's 28 episodes that we've covered. So we're ranking number 29 right now. So what Correct. we're just, we're, we're deciding to do, like John said is above or below le- the, we put the break at, on leather wings so we'll add another break break after 16 down the the road yeah when we need it yeah but yeah so i'm also in the below camp and i i mean i don't know how you feel about this one but it's gonna be pretty low i actually i mean do do we rank do we rate on this do we give a rating or no we don't give ratings we don't give ratings on this show too many yeah there's just a lot too many i'm Um, gonna say we can do the movies though i i would like to rate the movies oh sure phantasm 10 I mean, yeah, Phantasm is a 10 out of 10. I'm going to say... Listen to our every comic book movie ranked to hear me complain about Zach not putting Phantasm in his top 10. So, Just a lot of S-tier. comic S-tier, S-tier. Um, I'm going to... So let, me, let me read what we got real quick. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So read the bottom. Yeah. Te- read the bottom. Yeah, so from 17 down. Feet of Clay Part 1, Be a Clown, Fear of Victory, Cat in the Claw Part 2. It's never too late. See no evil, vendetta, and mad as a hatter. I don't know if this is better than any of those. Then we have I've got Batman in my basement, a truly abysmal piece of fiction, and I think it's better than that. So I was I was gonna say between, it's either between vendetta and mad as a hatter, or mad as a hatter and I've got Batman in my basement. Now you you I was gonna put I was gonna say I think it goes I think it's the new number five I think it pushes down Batman in my basement and I think it goes in below Matt as a Hatter I still think that's the new number twenty five yeah yes I think I had more enjoyment from Matt as a Hatter overall I think the episode was just funny <laughs> the, the ghost to here just walked behind you looked like he was in another dimension it's a great right that was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I say I say this this goes below Matt as a Hatter above Batman in my basement. I just Matt as a I think that this is on the same quality as Matt as a Hatter, but I found more enjoyment in that episode. Um just in terms of like we had a good conversation. Comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, save your Mad Hatter thoughts because we're gonna get to that here in a minute. Um but first, I'm gonna get some more wine. So Zach's gonna give us the uh, sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Hims. If you struggle with, all right, now that John's gone, let's have a real conversation here. Mask of the Phantasm. 10 out of 10? Sure. It's a great movie. 
it's it's an excellent movie. I would even say it is like one of the best animated movies that I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, is it S tier? I don't know. I will leave that to you out there to decide. Welcome back, John. How are you? What'd you talk about? Oh, I don't know. I guess you're going to have to wait until we get back into the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you saucy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next on our docket tonight is Perchance the Dream, written by a whole team of writers, Laren Bright, Michael Reeves, and Joe Lansdale. We should say um, some of these are story treatments and some of them are the actual teleplay. So, But I just mm-hmm. don't specify them on here. But sure. it's all important. Shout out. Writers get paid. We support the writers. Directed by Boyd Kirkland. Uh, title card. It's okay. Um, it's like spooky uh, Fantasia clouds with uh, perchance the dream thought font. Thumbs thumbs down. Thumbs, thumbs down, down on this one. I, I, thumbs I, down. I think it's fine, but it's not it's not anything to write home about. We'll talk about this in terms of like in conjunction to the quality of this episode, but I'll just say the discrepancy between quality of the episode and quality of the title card way too big way too big the, the mendoza line's a little too large there if you know what i mean so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say thumbs down i mean like i i like the background a lot but just like the, the font yeah yeah the color motif is cool but it's just it's it's okay given how just fucking great this episode is i don't i don't know uh yeah. it's not not what i would what not the best not their best yeah. effort at that um Speaking of which, before we dive into the plot, is it nothing to write home about or ride home about? I always thought it was nothing to write home about because the whole thing was is like you're out of town or like you're traveling and you would write home about the things that you saw. So if it was something that, you know, it's not anything to write home about, you're not going to say like, oh, I saw the title card for perchance to dream while I was trekking through Europe. Oh my god, I've been saying it wrong all these years. Were you saying ride home? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) the idiom, nothing to write home about, means not very good or appealing. I've been saying nothing to ride home about, as in like, don't take it home with you, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) That's very good. It's a classic swan song moment, right? There. Yeah, that is a swan. I don't know that words. is literally the first sw- actual swan song moment I think we've had since 2017. Is my new name Jonathan Ride Home Park? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Ride home on a swan song. I was gonna um, say, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, it, I I can't change your middle name. It's it's locked and loaded the way that it is. But I don't know. yeah, but 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 a a documentary about your the, your life or it would be like swan song no. rides home or something no. like that <laughs> nothing to ride home about <laughs> a swan song story it's yeah, like you are, I, I don't know i like, like to consider myself back. i like to consider myself a wordsmith every now and then and then i just don't understand phrases which i think is hilarious i'm like drax i just take everything literally <laughs> I just I uh, that that's 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 adorable though, but because like you yeah. had logic behind it, you're like, oh, I just thought it was ride home. Like you're not taking it with you. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe no one's corrected me on it all this time. Maybe I don't well, say they it sounds, that much, but they sound so similar. Unless you're like saying, oh, it's nothing to write home about. Yeah. When is anyone gonna say, say it really fast, like and slur it probably? Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing to write home about. Anyway. Let's do a two-minute plot synopsis on this uh, fantastic episode. 
Let's do it. Batman is tailing a car in the Batmobile and follows the goons inside of a warehouse. There he is blinded briefly and has a massive machine fall over his face. Bruce wakes up in his bed suddenly and Alfred is there with some coffee. Bruce is complaining about the trap and Alfred has no clue what he's talking about. Bruce attempts to access the Batcave behind the clock and the entrance behind the clock is nowhere to be seen. Thomas and Martha Wayne then come into the room and ask Bruce if he is okay. They are indeed alive and he totally flips out. Bruce asks Alfred to tell him about his life, and we learn that Bruce is head of Wayne Enterprises now that Thomas is retired and that he's also engaged to Selena Kyle. At the office, Bruce and Selena see Batman swing by, and Bruce heads into a hot pursuit to see who Batman is actually in this universe. Bruce watches Batman dispatch some thieves, and Bruce asks Selena who Batman is. She says no one knows, and then he showed up a few weeks ago. Bruce then meets with his psychiatrist, Leslie Tompkins, also the family doctor. She says that his subconscious has led to a disassociation in his mind because his life is too easy. But Bruce realizes that the nightmare is over finally. Bruce prepares for his evening by looking at the newspaper and notices that all the letters are jumbled up. He then flips out and sets off to confront Batman, who must have the answers. Bruce heads to an old church in a graveyard, climbs up the steeple. There he calls for Batman, who emerges from a storm. They fight with one another, and Batman tells Wayne to get help. Bruce blames Batman for trapping him in this dream, and he knew that it was a dream when he tried to read. Dreams are a left side of the brain, and reading is on the right side of the brain. Wayne knew Batman would be here because he used to come here on patrols as Batman, and he needs to find out who Batman is. Bruce then unmasks Batman after a scuffle and learns that his subconscious projection of this is the Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter tells him that he is trapped in a machine that creates an ideal dream world for him, and Hatter explains there's no way to wake up, so Bruce gives himself a kick a la inception <laughs> bruce wakes up hooked into the hatter's machine and dispatches the goons in his lair hatter tells batman that he was ready to give him whatever life he wanted just to keep him out of his way a disheartened batman turns hatter over to the police and walks off the end per chance to dream i've been waiting for us to get to this one for a while i don't know if you remember me mentioning this but i didn't want to remind you before you watched it and potentially no, tip my hand a little too much but i think this is a really fascinating yeah. concept um built around the idea of left brain right brain functions where it's like that's the big pivotal Shyamalan twist almost sure but it's also just a really good bruce wayne story which is very hard to find sometimes in batman stuff because obviously you know the cool parts of the costume and and the lore and everything is so spectacular but this is like a really interesting um analysis of bruce wayne's psyche and what he truly wants which is to not be batman but he's caught in like this eternal struggle with knowing that he has to be batman because he'll never fully feel fulfilled uh because his parents are not there but in this dream world they are which is just extremely heartbreaking and also like really cool to see what that could have been like for him um it's pretty emotional i think especially once you've studied like years and years worth of batman content but what did you think no i thought this episode was fantastic and yeah good uh, good call not tipping the hand but i did remember it was when they do the fight at the clock tower or whatever or the the the, the patrol tower or whatever where he rips off the mask and it was Mad Hatter. And I was like, oh, I probably should have seen that coming. And then I was like, wait a second. Didn't John say that he really liked a Mad Hatter episode coming up? And I was like, this is probably that episode. I was like, I was like, this is too good for it not to be the episode that he was talking about. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, this is no. Yeah, I was I was into this episode from stem to stern, man. I thought that this was fantastic. I think this is up there in the upper echelon. We'll get to the rankings. But like, I think that um, I really just like the concept of this episode. Obviously, you know, we're looking back on this. This is the first time that I've seen this episode. You've seen this episode a handful of times, probably. Like, Dude, I've seen this episode probably like 50 times. This is a this times. is a regular revisit for your old boy here. Um, I actually watched this one time when the Blu-rays came out. I was just I had it on at the house when I was home for the holidays or something like that. And this came on and my grandpa and I watched it together. And he was like, he was like, was this a kid show? And I was I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, this is some pretty heavy stuff. I was it like, is. Yeah. Um, so I always, you know, I always think it's a good one that can kind of it's a good bottle story, too. Like, I feel like it can really suck people in that don't really that know Bruce Wayne is Batman and then put them in a situation where he's not, I think is kind of fascinating. I think you only need to know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. What I think to, to get like a good episode out of this, what I think that makes this better, which is why I, this is the very first time in this rewatch that we're doing. Like the, I've never seen a lot of these episodes before, but you've seen a, like all of them hand scores and scores of times. Right. But like, this is the first time that I've seen yeah all of these straight through chronologically. And this is the first time in this rewatch where I'm like, where an, an episode hit me because of something I had already seen chronologically, where it's like, you don't, I don't think you get the full extent of the emotional payoff with Mad Hatter. If you don't have that ending sequence, I think that that, that end is so brilliant because it doesn't end in the typical Batman's got to fight the boss. It ends in a and like an emotional like fucking like tirade from this guy. Like he's just like he's so fed up with his life that he's just trying to get the one person out of it that's like ruining it. And yep. he, he it's like you have the villain, the main bad guy of this episode, just like crying on screen and yep. pleading to Batman about this whole thing. And like it's really fucking like actually like pretty emotionally moving. And I think that. Um, it's probably one of the most mature episodes of like animation television I've ever seen. Definitely, definitely in the top, like contending for the top in, in this show so far. So, um, yeah, yeah. no, no, we'll talk about yeah. that later too. But like, um, yeah, no, two I was, thing... oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'll... go ahead. I was gonna say two things that I want to bring up regarding this is that they, um, they actually touch on this with an episode of justice league unlimited. That's called for the man who has everything. Which is a great episode of TV, Zach. If you want to check it out, it's on HBO or Max. Sorry, Max. Um, but in that episode, Mongol, a Superman villain, um, traps Superman with this plant that wraps itself around your body like the alien face hugger, and it projects you into a vegetative state where you're just experiencing a dream world fantasy. And in that version, it's Superman still being on Krypton with his family and he's married to Lana Lang and he has a son. And it's also like very much like this, like extremely emotional. But that's that's a good one if you want to check that out. Second thing is. If you're going to do Mad Hatter in a live action movie, I think this is a good idea. And this is what I think would be interesting. I don't I'm not saying it's a direct one to one translation. But how cool would it be if, like, we say we got a Matt Reeves movie where it's Rob Pat living in a world where his parents are still alive and he's not Batman. And that emo Bruce Wayne that we already know from the first The Batman is, like, trying to come to terms with the fact that, like, he's engaged to Zoe Kravitz and, like, all this stuff's going on. He's like, what the hell is going on? And then we find out that it's the Mad Hatter at the end. That would actually be 
pretty sick, I think. But one can dream, no pun intended. So yeah, no, I I, I mean, it is silly to it's silly to say because you know obviously different mediums exist for a reason, and we you know. We don't want yeah. people to feel like they have to keep going back to the well, especially taking away something from this animated series that I think is actually really special. But it's like, I, I, I hate to say it, but I, given the Inception comparison, it's hard to not think about the Inception comparison because it literally is the whole, like, yeah, the, the Mad Hatter is trying to, Inception. he's trying to put, he's trying to put Bruce Wayne in uh, limbo or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, should and, we just, uh, should we acknowledge that Christopher Nolan's a hack and stole all of his plots from Batman? He kind of stole all of his plots from this show. What was the other episode that he stole? Uh, the Scarecrow episode a couple weeks ago. Yeah. was the plot of Batman Begins. Yeah. <laughs> Without the League of Assassins, but. Um, yeah. But no, I, 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 like I said, I, we don't need to take anything away from the the medium of animation because I think that you can do a lot of really fucking powerful stuff with animation. We're about to see yeah. that this weekend with fucking Spider Verse Spider-verse. Part Two. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, like I I did think a lot of the time while I was watching this episode, I was like, man, this would be a really compelling story to see. Like maybe not a full feature length movie, but I would watch like a Matt Reeves or a I can't believe I'm saying this, but Todd Phillips short film about batman like this you know what yeah. i mean and like i think that that would actually be really really cool like what about ari aster's perchance oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all right but fucking real talk i didn't love bo is afraid but i would love ari aster to do me some batman i yeah. would love that's a guy that, that that's a guy that's one bad day from being batman so <laughs> it's just so funny because have you ever listened to an interview with that guy yeah, yeah he's a fucking nerd he's like a giant dweeb like his interviews is like oh i'm just really excited to be part of this project and then he <laughs> fucking comes out and does midsummer it's like jesus it's like, this guy's got this guy's got some darkness in him <laughs> this guy's crazy <laughs> <laughs> um did you have a favorite a favorite um, animation cell or, or moment in the episode? Um, I mean, moments. There's so many really good moments, but animation cell. I'm just gonna say the whole ending sequence of them on the 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 tower was just really beautifully done with the rain and the lightning. Like, yeah, it's Batman just, coming out of that storm cloud is tight. Yeah. It's fucking visually striking, man. So yeah, that I yeah. mean, it's an easy answer, but that that whole sequence, you can tell that those animators fucking like poured their hearts and souls into that scene. Yeah. 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 I would agree with you. I also really, I think they do a good job. This is not a singular moment, but they do a good job of animating Bruce Wayne after he visits Leslie and is like, the dream is, or the the nightmare is over. And then he's like at home and he's like, hey, Alfred, you'll find the entrance to that back cave. And he's like joking around. He's like, it's a good thing you didn't. Otherwise, we'd both be nuts. And it's like they draw Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne's face is much more positive, too. Like the eyebrows are slanted upwards. He's a lot more optimistic. He's talking to his dad about golf and going to see a play with Selena and and, um, his parents. And I think that that is really cool um, from a visual perspective as well. So, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so let's throw this thing in. I think we can agree it's definitely better than On Leather Wings, so we get to read the top half of the list. I think it might even be worth reading just the top 10 and going from there. Yeah, it's however however you want to do it. I mean, uh... So starting at 1, working our way to 10. Heart of Ice, Two-Face Part 1, Dreams in Darkness. That was the... uh, Dreams in Darkness was the Scarecrow episode, right? Yes. Uh, Joker's favorite, Christmas with the Joker. 
Nothing to Fear, Beware the Great Ghost, Pretty Poison, The Clock King, and Two-Phase Part 2. Yeah, I don't think we need to go any lower. Yeah. Um, here's a dilemma for you, and you might have some you might have some feelings for me here. Mm-hmm. I like this better than Heart of Ice. Yeah, you've also liked Two Face Part Two, Part One better than Heart of Ice. So yeah, so I'm in a I'm in a pick, a bit of a pickle. Is that like I think that I'm I'm debating whether or not like I can, I can't put it above Two Face Part One. I still think that's probably my favorite episode of the series so far. Um. But I think it's better than Heart of Ice. But I, I, so I think that, I think for me this might, this might be number three. I don't know. This might be number three or four. Uh, um, what happened in Joker's favor? That's the one where the guy like, he chases that guy down. It's basically that's an Ari Aster episode. Can we get Ari Aster to yeah. direct that? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think this is better than Joker's favor. That is definitely very entertaining. But I think I think Perchance to Dream is such a like a a great first time watch, you know what I mean? Sure. Or like, you know, you don't know what's coming. You're part of the mystery, but then it's also really fun to revisit too. Like just from the, just the pure character development that you get for Bruce Wayne in this, I would actually put it second below heart of ice. Whoa. Um, personally, I like it more than two face part one, but two face part one is also very good. So I'm fine with compromising it at the new number three for sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would love that. I think Two Face Part One is, ah, oh man, it, like, yeah, it's Dream really it, good. Perchance to Dream has a much more, uh, how do you say this? It's a satisfying, complete story. I think Two Face sure. Part One is more of, um, just a really, really good origin story. Just like it's a good, complete story in and of itself as well. I mean, I know it has a part two, but those are two very different episodes because he's. He's not Two-Face until the end of part one. Um, Two-Face part one focuses on a lot. Not only does it focus on one of my favorite Batman villains, Two-Face, but it also, it's just a really cool crime story, basically, of, like, all that stuff going on and, like, the intrigue of everything and, like, the origin of Two-Face and Harvey Dent and the relationship with him and Bruce. Like, I really just, like, I really like that episode and the the way that it ends. I think that the cliffhanger is awesome. It's great. Um, it's I think that I just, Perchance I, I to like Dream is one. like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say I think Perchance to Dream is more. It, it it focuses less on the Batman stuff that I like, but the what I really like about this episode is that it is so different. Like, yeah, it's like a Twilight Zone episode in Batman. It's like Twilight Zone mixed with like therapy. You know what I mean? So I think it's the best representation of Bruce Wayne in the show so far, and so I think that that in and of itself makes it very unique. You know. But I think sure. putting it at three is is a very good compromise because I do really love Two Face Part One. I think the the score in Two Face Part One is so much better than this episode, and even probably better than than most of the other episodes that we've had. Um, That's a good Leslie, thing too. The the therapist scene where he switches to Big Bad Harv and starts flipping the coin so is just cool. fucking chilling. It's so awesome. good when he's like, "Am I speaking to Big Bad Harv?" and he's like, "Speaking." <laughs> it's like really cool so. that was one okay so if i had to have one nitpick of the dream perchance to dream the score at the end was distracting so yes. and you mentioned that too and i didn't think about it until you brought that up yeah. is it the same person that score it does the early walker does the score for every episode for yeah. every episode because they were not firing on all cylinders i thought like from when <laughs> when he comes out of the dream when he does the yeah. kick everything up to the kick i thought was great 
But then he wakes up in that cell, and I was like, what is this music? Like, I think that they were trying to incorporate some sort of Mad Hatter theme. Am I yeah. wrong? Yeah, which is very kooky. And it just missed completely. That scene needed, like, silence or diegetic sound or something because, like, whatever yeah. that was, that score just didn't – that didn't work. Like, it, yeah. it just felt like you were in a fun house, but what was happening is, like, this existential fucking dread. It re- yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a weird um... – tone contradiction for sure yeah so you want to pop you want to plop this in at the new number three below my face part one and above dreams and darkness my vote would be number three i think that i think that i still i think i still like two face part one better than better than this episode but really it's just for the batman stuff it's the batman and two face stuff like i think that this this episode presents a really interesting more like theoretical um like an I don't know, like an ideological sort of episode. Like it's very heady. This episode's like it's funny. Like kids probably would. Do you think kids now would enjoy this episode, or am I? Is that a jaded thing to say? I don't think they would get it. I really don't. No offense, kids out there, if you're listening to pods and you're listening to two almost thirty-year-old guys. Up on um, this one. I think the thing about the we talked about this before, the thing about the Batman, the animated series, I think, is that it just came at a time where things were different. Like, I think the coolest thing about Batman, the animated series for our generation specifically, is that we get to kind of like learn about Batman in a medium that is very visually and memorable for us, visually appealing and memorable, but without it having to be like the dark knight level of intensity where you can watch it at a young age like it's mature without being too mature to understand but i do think nowadays people are just so interested in the spectacle that something like this would seem too small and i think that's a huge bummer yeah and i just don't don't know they just don't do character stories anymore in superhero films except for like joker and you know guardians 3 to an extent is a little bit of character character story um so yeah yeah but that's a that's a pg-13 marvel movie that's basically bordering on an r rating like i just mean for like kids oh, yeah. programming like i mean like oh yeah Paw sub Patrol 13 kids programming. On this shit. yeah no i'm way. talking like like i just don't know yeah i just don't know like i just don't know if this would work for them but i mean yeah. that may at the risk of sounding like a boomer i'm sure that there are plenty of fucking great kids shows that are happening with great animation that are happening for young kids right now um i'm just not aware of them so i can't make a comment one way or the other but sorry dropped something on my glass all right uh do we need a do we need a tiebreaker at all or do you think we're safe to put this guy at number three i put it at three put it at three three there it goes i don't think we need a tiebreaker i think the operating under the um knowledge that heart of ice is not your number one but you conceded to cal and i for that one episode is funny because essentially we're almost like it's almost like not on the list you know what i mean like we're just kind of working with two-faced part one as number one but really heart of ice is number one it's just like on its own thing you know what i mean kind of like when we did the furious seven uh debate which is pretty funny yeah i mean at some point the list is not gonna end up exactly it's gonna change though yeah it's gonna change mask of the phantasm has to be i don't even know if we should rank it because yeah that's not, the problem it's not television you know that's the problem, so yeah. um the, i will tell you this though buddy there is an episode of batman the animated series that i like more than heart of ice 
And so if you like it as much as I do, we might be able to supplant Heart of Ice and then just text it to Cal afterwards. Damn. Well, you just Nora. don't tell me. Don't tell me what episode it is, but I won't. Tell, tell me if we're if we're gonna hit it this year. Yeah, we can probably hit it. You mean like uh, by the end of December? Yeah, yeah, we'll hit it this year. Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be good. We'll be good. All right. Uh, in our final episode of the evening, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's so it's so hard to do these when you have the best episode being in the middle. But I think it's kind of funny podcasting. So here we are, the Cape and Cowl conspiracy uh, title card is actually pretty cool, though. I think it's, it's very okay. simple. It'd make a good T-shirt without the font. If it would make a good T-shirt. Yeah, that's a that's a that's like a. Batcon t-shirt like you would wear that mm-hmm. to like the 20th annual Batcon in you know Anaheim California or whatever you get a couple yeah. you had a couple cocktails you're sitting at the bar yeah so I actually before we dive into the plot and and everything else I forgot about this episode and I watched it and I thought this was the first Riddler episode and then it wasn't and I was like fuck so that was a bummer um Nope, this is written it's by just Elliot. some guy. <laughs> it's just some guy named Wormwood. Uh, written by Elliot Magan and uh, directed by Frank Power. Quick two-minute synopsis here. If we can. It's, this is pretty weird. Uh, the, a man is following a riddle to a miniature golf course. <laughs> he is lured into quicksand by someone's voice over a PA announcement. The voice will allow him a safe exit from the quicksand if he reveals the location of bearer bonds. Every kid loves bearer bonds, right? Just like taxes in in Star Wars. Gordon explains to Batman that a courier went missing and made off with bonds equal to $750,000. Batman thinks it's Wormwood, an interrogator that was recently announced as being back in Gotham. Batman seeks out an associate, the Baron, at a local gala. The Baron doesn't snitch even with bats threatening him. The Baron then invites Wormwood into his office and asks him to retrieve Batman's cape and cowl as a trophy. Gordon gives Batman a clue that Wormwood left at a police station. The clue leads to Train Town, which is an amusement park for trains, uh, where Batman is trying <laughs> man. What a what a time. The clue leads to, the clue leads to Train Town, where Batman is trapped in a rail car that will run over a victim. Zach's just dying. I just like, sorry, real quick. Can we please make that a sh- merch or it's train town? Train town? Yeah. A place for trains or whatever. It's like <laughs> a theme park for trains. A theme park for trains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that oh, down. God. That shit's yeah. funny as hell. Write that down in the in the good idea book. <laughs> Batman escapes and the train crashes into a wall. We find out that there no was there was no woman on the tracks after all. It was just a hologram. Batman then heads into the next trial at a wax museum. He foils the first attempt, but is defeated by a nerve gas trap in the second room. And Batman gives up his cape and cowl to Wormwood. Wormwood delivers the cape and cowl to the Baron, who then learns that Batman has been disguised as the Baron all along, just as Wormwood revealed where the bearer bonds were being acquired and then got caught on wiretap. Shout out to (laughs) The Wire. Wormwood surrenders the key after a fight with the GCPD and collects the evidence tape that Batman had recorded of Wormwood's confession. The end. 
What an episode. <laughs> In the words of Martin Scorsese, this is cinema or whatever. <laughs> I I really didn't like this episode. What the fuck is this episode, man? What is this shit? And talk about whiplash. You said it at the beginning. It's like I finished that last episode, right? I finished Perchance to Dream, and then I was like, man, I can't wait to sh- see what fire we got coming up next. It turns out nothing. It was a trash fire. It was big old, big old wet fart. Yeah. Now, we, this... shouldn't, we shouldn't disparage hard work people put into it, but no, no, no. This is when we've talked about this on this pod before. It's just a filler episode. You know what I mean? It's, and totally it's one that's not particularly memorable for me. Um, characters that never return it's got really subpar villains it's just who who is he is he just he's just another crime boss no who the baron or wormwood wormwood apparently is like some ex-military interrogator who's really good at getting stuff i don't know okay i don't fucking know (laughs) all right (laughs) i just work here you know what i I just work here (laughs) i got nothing for you (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It's like the okay. So the to say some positives, I like yeah. how the episode opens. Okay, yep. right. Cold I open. like yeah. I like the idea of it. Just like it's a cold open. Basically, it's like this dude walking into this place. He gets tricked. The quicksand bit. Like I'm gonna kill your fa- family or whatever. What does he say? I'll kill your dog. What does he say? He says something. Yeah, it's something about the dog. Something about his dog, right? He's like, I'll kill your dog if you don't tell me Her where that dog. So this is for the first five minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, this is like a John Wick scenario here, and this guy's gonna go all ham. But then, no, it's just like a, it's like a bad, uh, it's like a what's what are those detective books for girls? Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. It's like the it's like a bad Nancy Drew book. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. And that's not what I want from Batman, especially not after Perchance to Dream. <laughs> I shouldn't despair. Okay, so I'm going to retract his statement. Radiovania, we don't want to get canceled. That's another t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. Radiovania, we don't want to get canceled. Um, I am, I'm perfectly aware that I'm sure a lot of boys like Nancy Drew books as well. So I apologize to anyone I might have offended by saying that Nancy Drew books are books for girls. Apology accepted. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, this episode is a terrible but <laughs> it's a turd yeah it's a real turd um does any of, you i mean you said disposable villains characters do any of these people come back do we ever see the wormwood again or no this is kind of like prophecy of doom you remember that one where the guy's like faking the end of the world yeah and that's just, like he's like hosing rich people's trust funds it was like broke ass um, dr strange right what was that guy pretty much yeah oh um trevor <laughs> It was, right? his, his name was not Trevor. Oh, no, you're talking. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the Mandarin. Doctor Strange? I'm talking about, no, 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 no. I'm talking about in that episode, isn't there like a guy who's like, he looks like the master of the mystic arts or whatever, but he's just a fraud? Yeah, it's like something faux, I think, right? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter. matter. In terms of like, I don't know. In terms of in terms of animation moments that I like, I like the I like the opening. Yeah, I like the quicksand. I think sure. that's cool. Um it's otherwise. a cool cold open. It's like, oh, uh, the whole time I'm like, oh, how's where's Batman coming? I was like, 
this guy is investigating something. What's he investigating? It's intriguing. And then the longer the episode goes on, the more I'm just shaking my head. I'm wondering, like, why are we here? Why is this episode here? Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, I don't really have much else to say. I think it's it's filler. We talked about it. I will say the t- the Baron twist because I don't watch this episode for obvious reasons. I forgot that that was what was gonna happen. So when I was watching this, I kind of rolled my eyes and I was kind of like, hey, "He got me." <laughs> but that was about it. <laughs> and you, you said uh, that to the TV. You're like, "You got me." Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any uh, Do you have any other thoughts before we rank it and move on? No, words. not not really. I think it's interesting though, like given the chronolog like chronologically, um, if we did do um if we did do Mask of the Phantasm after this, talk about an EKG, right? Like well top of the heap, me, bottom of the barrel, top of the heap, bottom of the barrel. Let's talk about it after we rank it, because I just looked at our next three episodes and it's also a banger. So it's either we do it's the two parter or we do uh Mask of the Phantasm, but we will talk about that in a minute. Yeah. I think and tell me what you think about this. I actually think that I like this less than Prophecy of Doom. I think I'd rather watch Prophecy of Doom. What happened in Prophecy of Doom? That's the one we were just talking about with the really? Doctor Strange guy. Yeah. Because at least that one's kind of like funny, you know? It's like a phony. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like that one more than this. I think this is the new number 29 for me personally. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of a reason why. So Prophecy of Doom was like stupid. Um, <laughs> but at least it had some cool visual stuff. Like I'm looking at the yeah, I'm looking at the screen grabs on Google Images, and at least there's some cool shit to look at from Prophecy of Doom. Like the villain was bad. I mean, that guy is bad. Like disposable yeah, bad, fake doctor strange too. So, but this one, Nostromos. 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 Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's the ticket. I ride for that guy. Yeah, I actually kind of fuck with that. I would actually put this at number thirty. I would say that this is so far nothing has been worse than Underdwellers. I don't think. Yeah, I don't even think this. It's close. It's, it's just close because this one is non-consequential, so but Underdwellers is like infuriating. <laughs> yeah, man. Holy moly. I mean, yeah, this one is like boring bad. I think Prophecy of Doom is more funny bad, so I think that exactly. I agree with you. There. Yeah, same with like The Forgotten and I've Got Batman in My Basement. So this is the new number so 30. Bumping we are all over the map with this week's episodes. One at the very, one toward the top, like one in the middle, <laughs> at the bottom. Yep. yep. Pretty funny. Cape and cow, the cape and cow conspiracy. There it is. Thank you. All right, so yeah, so that's our new number 30, folks, second to last. We also got an episode in the top three tonight. I mean, we're, yeah. like Zach said, all over the map. Good good pod, you know, good. Big night, good, for, big night for Batman. Weird array of episodes. So the question becomes, what do you want to do next? What I, I'm, So I'm looking up that website that I went to because I want to see um, 
I want to see why Phantasm they put... came out December of 1993, I think. Okay. I think. Yeah. Let me look that up. Because I think the reason why I had it after Volume 2 is because most of Volume 2 is also in 1993. So it was just like the capper for the year. Ask of the Phantasm, a.k.a. Yeah, so yep, December nineteen ninety three. Okay, so the website that I've been using to make sure I'm watching these episodes in order says it just says um, in addition to all the episodes, uh, the compiled list below puts all the episodes of Batman and animated series as well as the movies in chronological order. And so tonight's was Eternal Youth, Perchance to Dream, and the Cape and Cow Conspiracy. And then it says movie one. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. But if that came out December of 1993. I think I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was about to say, why does, so Robin, did Robin's Reckoning come out like 1994? No, Robin's Reckoning aired uh, in February of 1993. So at the beginning of the year. Phantasm so then why? came out in December. I think the problem is, is that they're putting Phantasm I think they might be putting Phantasm there intentionally before the Robin origin story episodes. But we've already seen Robin in the show. He's in Christmas with the Joker and stuff like that. So it's not really the first time we've seen Robin. So you're not like doing the because he's not in Phantasm. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering if maybe they're just doing that as like a <clears throat> a last last solo Batman hoorah before they get into more Batman and Robin type stuff. Um, yeah. Chronologically, though, I genuinely have have no idea this as you've pointed out there's not a lot of continuity with some of these episodes there's occasional stuff where like they build on things that they've done before like harley quinn and, and things mm -hmm. of that nature but um, yeah i could go either way i'm ready to watch that movie whenever i'm so here's here's my thought is i think we leave it up to you're the host i think you are the most knowledgeable in terms of batman the animated series so i think that you we should do phantasm when it makes the most sense for the show chronologically so yeah wherever it makes the most sense for us to do it within the show i say we do it i mean regardless next week is a fucking banger either we're I doing mask of the phantasm or we're doing robin's reckoning and the laughing fish <laughs> yeah i think we should do it after volume two like originally planned um, and have as a palate cleanser before volume three. So that means our next episode of Radio Vision, we'll be covering Robin's Reckoning Part One, Robin's Reckoning Part Two, and The Laughing Fish, which is she one of the only episodes of this show that I've seen multiple times because of a certain someone named Jonathan Parker who puts that episode on frequently. <laughs> fish, of course. That's okay. Harley yeah. Quinn. We get to return to Harley Quinn, right? It's been a minute. Harley's in that. Um, for sure. Yep. Joker. Surprising lack of Harley Quinn, by the way. I, some of the things. She's only been in one. Yeah. Because she just got introduced in Joker's favor, and we haven't had a Joker episode since then. But she will be in them going forward. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Um. So this is the end of Volume One. No, last episode was the end of Volume One. This is the beginning of Volume Two. Sorry, the Cape and Cow conspiracy is the end of Volume One. No. The end of volume one was Dreams in Darkness last week oh. when we did that Scarecrow episode. Got it. Mm -hmm. We are beginning volume two with this installment that we just. This installment is volume two. Cool. Okay, cool, yep. cool, cool, cool. That makes more sense. Cool. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, so check out those three episodes before the next uh, time that we do this. I'm stoked for next Hell week. Hell fucking you. It's going to be a good time. Uh, thank you guys again for listening to the show. Uh, if you like the show, and you want to learn more about the show, if you want to tune in next time uh, for our big, big topics on the two-parter and Laughing Fish, you can check all that out at radiovania.com for when stuff comes up. Check out your podcast feeds, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, things like that. Subscribe, give us five stars, um, you know, so that you can get all the cool stuff coming in your feed. Tons of cool stuff. On socials, Radiovania Show on Instagram, Radiovania on Twitter. Send us emails at radiovisionshow at gmail.com. He's Zach Rotello. I'm Najatham Parker on Instagram. Zach, hope you had a good time. Always have a great time talking Batman with you. It feels good to be back. A month is too long, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I got a feeling like, like yeah. I'd like to go back next week. I think unless we both get the chance to see Spider-Verse before then, um, in which case we'll probably want to do a new show. But maybe we could do Poké Lo No Dos. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, I forget how brisk these episodes are. This is only a cool one hour and nine minute. And uh, yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, so it's possible that we could fit in both, but yeah, Spider Verse is a, is a must. I'm seeing that. I I won't be able to see it this weekend probably, but next, yeah, early next week I will see that. So maybe by the time we by the time Pod Night rolls around next week, might be ready to rock and roll. Yep, sounds good, man. I can't wait. Can't wait to talk about the next couple episodes. Uh, I was I was looking ahead of Volume Two. There's some there's some fun ones. There's some really really good ones. Um. I think volume one carries the bulk of setting up the villains. And now we're at the time where it's like they just pop back up. You know what I mean? We've had Scarecrow three times. We've had Poison Ivy twice now. Joker three or four times. So it'd be cool to see some of those people pop back up every now and then. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm excited. Uh, bring it on, man. I mean, after <clears throat> we've had just highlights from volume one and the beginning of volume two, it's been it's been a, it's been a great time. There's a lot of great episodes. I'm I'm really really glad I'm getting to watch this for the first time. I forgot to bring this up as like just an extra comment, but you mentioned the whole thing where you're like, oh, it would be the the perchance to dream. You're like a fun episode to watch for the first time. How jealous are you that I just never I didn't know anything about that. I got to witness it for the first time. There's like a there's a couple episodes in this show and like episodes of television in general that I'm like. I really wish I could just go back and experience that for the first time again. You know, like I think this one and um one that I won't uh, tell you yet because we haven't got there yet. Um, I'm just like, man, it's just it'd be so cool to see that again for the first time, or like experience anything for the first time, like uh, playing The Last of Us or something like that. So yeah, yeah. That might be my uh, spoiler that that actually might be a good topic for our After Dark with uh, Kaylee and Ra, Ra, sorry, Ra. Alex. Alex, sorry, Alex. If you're listening, sorry, Alex. Kaylee and Alex. <laughs> sorry. Cut that, cut that, cut that. It's a long day. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Yeah, the Boggs episode is another one that I'd love to see for the first time. Oh, man. The gang beats Boggs. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So I just can't watched it. Bang on a plane. They say can't fly a plane. Can't be a pilot. Can't be a doctor. <laughs> I watched the sequel to that. Yeah, because we're Reboot. watching chronologically. Reboot. Yeah, the ladies' night one. I was like, this is pretty funny. It is good. Yeah, I think the waitress just going full imploded is is fucking crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe we should do uh, Always Sunny uh, in review every episode of this show. <laughs> we could do that for Radio Vision, where we do like three. That's what I mean, yeah. I think that's fine, um, but not one oh, episode did... per installment. No, no, no. Not, no we're not doing yeah. the plots for every episode You're... of Always Sunny. You get the next pick, which I think you've already said that you wanted to do either Better Call Saul or Mr. Robot or Twin Peaks. So Twin, you get to Twin, <laughs> Twin Peaks was mine. Yeah. Twin Peaks. OK, so I think that's our next radio vision again in 2026. Uh, oh God. <laughs> so long. <laughs> so long. Hey, man, we could do this. We just might have to start doing pods two nights a week. But if we can keep them to an hour like this, I got time on I got fucking time on Tuesdays, man. So I got time coming out the ass. <laughs> I can't. I, the only nights I can't do are, are pretty much Wednesdays and Fridays, depending on the weekend. So we'll get it. We'll, we're going to do Batman. We're going to see it through to the end. I'm confident. I'm, I, I'm confident. I think well, let's make a pact. What do you think about this? Let's try to do three straight weeks of radio vision. What do you think? I think it's absolutely possible. All right, let's do it. Weep, beep. Just to make up for our lack of of content over the last month with this with this subset pod, yeah. And not that June is not going to be content fucking content overload summer. Here we are again, it's hot content. Yeah, we bad. But if we do if we do the next three weeks, so next week nothing comes out next weekend. Something comes out this weekend, but we've already recorded. Next week's nothing. Then it's the Flash. And then and then uh, and then nothing after that. So it'll be before Dial of Destiny. So we got time. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to the pod. Thanks for listening to us ramble. Uh, we're just two guys. That's what we have. This is what they're here for. We're just two guys that like to talk about men in tights, you know. And I'm not talking about that Robin Hood movie. So uh, Train Town, <laughs> a, a Train Town, a museum for trains. What is it? Train Town, train ta- a, a theme, theme park, park for trains. Train. <laughs> I'm making that shirt. I'm making that shirt. I'm making a mock-up tonight. That's happening as soon as I'm off this call. Perfect. All right. Have a good night, everybody. And uh, thanks again for listening. We'll we'll see you. Catch you next time. Same bat podcast, same bat podcast feed. Have a mm. good night.